I'm really excited about the Ted Cruz dropping out. That made my evening. It is unexpected, but really good news. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I feel like this is bad news. You think? <laughs> some for some reason. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't want Ted Cruz to win, but I also didn't want a clear path for Donald Trump. I don't know how to feel about this. I have to think about it for a while. <laughs> I, like I said, I didn't want him to win. No. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong there. But I didn't want it to be I, – I, just anything feeding more fuel into that Donald Trump machine really bugs me. Yep, no, I think I, that's what it I, is. I, you are correct. It's definitely a mixed bag. Like I'm, I'm excited that it happened, but it uh, – yeah. yeah, I guess it feels like we're going to just die slowly instead of being taken out in one <laughs> swift, merciful blow. <laughs> I take comfort in knowing that I can go back to England if, if things go super crazy. <laughs> I thought in all like all other parliaments and things like that, I thought things got equally wacky. I thought they like fought each other, and I'm pretty sure the internet showed me a video of some woman who was upset with like New Zealand's prime minister, <laughs> so she hit him in the face with a dong. Yeah, <laughs> like, <shot Oliver. laughs> there were there were no no charges whatsoever. They were like, that's cool. He owned up, or he he fucking doubled down on it because he was playing ads with it and talking about it and shit like that. <laughs> I want to move to New Zealand. <laughs> All right, Ray. Yep, you ready, Ray? Oh, am I? Um, I don't know. I We're be? waiting on you, Ray. Come on. <laughs> I was just enjoying the conversation. I don't know. I got more stories to tell. The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. And welcome to the eighth episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Okay, this week I'm going to cheat a little bit and not ask a question right off, but... Well, it is going to be a question, but it's going to lead into the first news story as well. Um, so the question is, and I think I know the answer to this, but has anybody been involved in a recovery program like an addiction treatment center type thing personally or have any experience well, I'm, kind <laughs> like of, I'm kind of leaning toward have any experience because well for instance the only experience i have is uh, a friend of mine from high school his mother was an alcoholic so she went through the 12-step program so i have very tangential information does anybody else yes yes <laughs> i do as well all well, I know is what I saw on Fight Club, so it doesn't really help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were more support <laughs> groups than uh, than recovery uh, programs, but... True, true. All right, so do you two want to expand on this, Any? I'll leave it up to you. Sure. Jared, you can go first, since you spoke oh, first. I was just about to say you go first. <laughs> you go ahead. All right. My mother-in-law is 11 years sober uh, with the Alcoholics Anonymous program, I believe, she might just be 10, but it's, I believe it's 11. And that's the only, and that, you know, that's limited because I haven't been married that long. And I, you know, I haven't known her through the whole process. And I know, don't know a ton about the process. Other than that, it's just me being hopeful because, you know, maybe not that plan, maybe not that program specifically, but if you know me, my dad belongs in that program. <laughs> he would benefit <laughs> from that program. <laughs> Or a similar program, but is not directly involved in any way. And I have never been in a recovery program myself. Sure. Nor have I. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I 
I dated a girl who was in and out of numerous rehab and recovery programs. Some of them normally run, you know, where they try to help her, and a few that were religiously run, I guess you would say, if that's what you were kind of angling yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in one of those, too. So I had a little experience with that. The summation of it, though, was that she escaped out of a second floor window of that religious one. So that gives you an indication how well it worked. <laughs> oh, so really wow. religious one. <laughs> yeah, they she had a dress like a nun and they couldn't they could only talk at certain times. And uh, I was not allowed to go up there. As a matter of fact, boyfriends were no, no altogether. <laughs> like you had to like, she had, I don't know. You had to write me a letter. Apparently, though, she was she played the game pretty well. Um, and I thought she was doing well, and then she called me, and she was in the woods because she had jumped out that window, and I had to go get her. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, my experience has gone just the opposite of that. Like I said, I didn't have any exposure to this woman in the beginning because she was not my mother-in-law then. But when I met her, you know, she was doing her program, like, you know, meetings and women's meetings and retreats. But now, uh, again, I don't know if it's related to recovery I mean, she's involved in the recovery process while doing this, but she has fully discovered or rediscovered religion. Sure. She within the within the last year, she has been rebaptized. She, you know, goes to church multiple times a week. She, you know, hosts lots of, you know, women's recovery meetings within this religious organization. She goes to teach recovery meetings and I believe offer spiritual guidance to uh women in the local penitentiary it's it's been uh interesting sure <laughs> certainly not mm-hmm. bad she's she's very kind and she she treats us very well and you know has much to much of my initial concern has has not brought it up right she's not she's not upset that you know her grandson is is not baptized she does not offer kelly and i any of her spiritual guidance she just does her thing and uh how it should be done Hmm. yeah well it sounds like that she gets she uh, many people stay in religion because of the community aspect of it i think that's probably so yeah i think it's probably a large part of it for her is the community and the support aspect sure and well where i'm going with this is the freedom from religion foundation had uh, several tweets that were sent out earlier today and one of one of them was an article that was entitled does addiction treatment require a higher power because Alcoholics Anonymous specifically, and I remember this from, like I said, my, my friend whose, whose mother was a, I mean, really, was ripping the family apart. So really bad alcoholic. But she started AA, and I knew at the time that religion was highly involved in the process, but... Highly? I think it's the number one thing, right? right? So... It's step one. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, step, step one is... is like absolving yourself from responsibility. Right. It's which, admitting that you're powerless over the addiction. Yeah. So then there's Oh, so where's the higher power step? Is second, it's, it's early the second in there, step right? is a belief in a higher power that can restore your sanity. And then the third step is to surrender to God as we understand him. Fucking Bill W. God damn it. <laughs> So then steps four through ten involve taking uh, moral inventory, publicly confessing to someone, asking God to remove your defects of character, and then making amends for harms done. And then apparently steps 11 and 12 involve continuing the process with other people, continuing the group effort, which I th- that part I agree with completely. But what do you – yeah, the higher power thing. I mean, it is – 
not just entwined, but it is the basis of Alcoholics Anonymous. So right. what do you think of it? I mean, does it require a higher power in order to get away from these addictions? No, but if it works for you then and you don't encroach on anybody else, then I, I have no problem with AA, except when it's court-ordered. Yeah. Then I have a problem right. with it. Right, because what is an atheist to do if they're sentenced exactly. and, and have to complete Alcoholics Anonymous? You can't complete it honestly if you don't believe in God. So how does that work? Fake your way through it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then, but you're not getting the real support that you need as an as an atheist and a right. non-believer right. to recover. But I, I I also find that you know that program specifically and programs like it have a tremendously low success rate. Mm -hmm. Well, and their slogan so, apparently a has a slogan that I had never heard before, but it is that alternative to going through the twelve step program that they introduce you to. the The alternative is jails, institution, or death. That's their slogan. Mm. <laughs> so I have a problem with that. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> obey our 12 steps or you're going to jail or going to die. Right. Well, it's AA is not the only recovery program out there, right? Sure. It's, this I is mean, true. I know it's the most popular. It is by far the most popular for, for alcoholics. And it's definitely the one that you seem to get court ordered to go exactly. to. Exactly. Or some type of, yeah. But I, I, I'm hoping, I would like to think that that's because it's the most widespread. But it, oh yeah, they, but is it, they don't know the difference. Yeah, but is it the most successful though? I mean, you you would think you would want to sentence people to go to the most successful addiction treatment. There's Karen right. using rational thought again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, but uh, some of those, <laughs> don't some of the successful ones cost money? Mm, true. You can't have people like you know. Whenever I subject myself to daytime television, for whatever reason, I see a lot of advertisements for a place called Passages Malibu, which is a. Uh, you know, and the guy comes on and he says, come here and you won't be an addict anymore. And I, I've seen edited and unedited versions of the commercial because he apparently he got sued for saying that 12 step programs don't work. <laughs> oh, nice. Because and they didn't do any like they didn't reshoot the commercial. They just cut that part out. So there's like four seconds of unexplained silence in the middle of the commercial. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Um, nice. But uh, you know, again, I would I would wonder if somewhere like that did in fact have a much higher success rate. I know that you know there are programs in other countries, specifically Scandinavian countries, that claim claim a seventy eighty percent success rate. Right, but in those, so, uh, I mean, healthcare is that's part of healthcare, and that is included mm -hmm. as being a citizen of the country, which is not right. something that we have because we live in like a second world country, apparently. <laughs> Uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation did mention that there is a group called SmartRecovery.org. I don't know what how their funding is done, but they are a completely non-religious group that does help people, uh, SmartRecovery.org. So there's that. I do also have a link to a Salon article that talks about the pseudoscience of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it claims that a peer review study put the success rate of AA somewhere between 5 and 10%. Oh, that's really bad. Jeez. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. As way worse than I thought it was actually. I was going to I was going to say that that shocks me only that you know, I would wonder how something would become so prolific and so popular with such a low success one of the, rate. It was one of the first, I think. That's probably why, right? I guess maybe it just became the most widely known and and then yeah. people were afraid to try something new cuz they'd never heard of it, I suppose. So it's the Kleenex of recovery programs? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I can tell you that uh, the one instance that I know 
the friend's mother who was going to AA completely failed. She she tried. She got through a certain point, realized that the religion portion was was bullshit, and mm-hmm. everything else just fell away. Oh, see, I have a, a somewhat opposite story because I have a friend who had a problem and she joined and it worked for her. She's not drinking anymore, but damn, is she a holy roller now? Mm. Oh, oh, every Facebook post has something to do with God, no matter what she's fucking talking about. Like, I just made a chicken roast and it came out great. Praise Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, it works for her, so... So, there was also, I'll post this article as well, there's an atheist inmate who apparently was forced to go into the 12-step program and settled for $1.95 million because he was forced to go through this program and he's an atheist. So I don't I don't have the details on that. Unfortunately, the article is a little lacking, but it was seven years later and his lawyers announced almost two million dollar settlement for this individual. So I don't know. I, the, like you said, the, the fact that courts are mandating it, that's <laughs> that may be something that may be ending here soon. Boy, I'll tell you this. I'm going to get drunk tonight and go driving around, try to get DUI. <laughs> hope I get thrown in AA, and then I have a case on my head. <laughs> Seven years later. <laughs> Seven years later. Cha-ching. Damn right. Yeah. Actually, that sounds... At first, it sounded ridiculous, but I was like, no, that sounds really reasonable. I don't know what I think I'm going to be doing in seven years where I've made $2 million. <laughs> seem paltry. Yeah. You can still live your life and do normal things. Right. Might not... Maybe you can't drink, though. That, that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. So it says the guy is now 46, and he's a, a farmer, and he says that he falters here and there, but he's no longer, quote-unquote, a user. So apparently he was able to overcome, you know, addiction, so congratulations to him on that. Right. Well, the, the whole premise of the 12-step program, I never honestly understood it. I mean, the whole idea of giving up personal responsibility for something that you are doing it seems backwards to me. I mean, what you want to do is maintain control and get control over your behavior, not the opposite. It just so it always seemed backwards to me anyway. So this article says that according to research that was done on AA, 70% of people who start drop out within six months. So that right. is where your, you know, right. really high level of failure comes from is the people. Right, who right. Go- so apparently... Yeah, if you can make it past those first six months, then then things are looking up. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Kinda. You've drank the Kool-Aid, so you're all right at that point, <laughs> right? Yeah. True. All right, so there you go. I'm not... Look, AA is one of those things that throughout most of my life, I've considered it to still... I, I still consider it to be a good thing that the church does, but the fact that it mm-hmm. is so, so intertwined with the belief system... Uh, that's got to be that's got to be limiting on their effectiveness. Well, I mean, there's a, what, what's the estimate of the you know, atheist population of the United States now, or even those that aren't wouldn't consider themselves atheists, but are not don't consider themselves religious. They're more the agnostics. It's not going to work on them. So it, it, you know, it's it's just not going to be that successful. I'm thinking the courts have got to offer um, alternatives at this point. Right. It should be if you have to if they have to mandate something, it should be. That you go into a program, not and you're gonna yeah, and it could be one of a, a select that they have vetted that are actually real programs. Exactly. <laughs> well, I will say this: having had a lot of experience with this and a lot of court ordered stuff with my ex girlfriend, there I, I, and I live in a pretty rural area. There's not a lot of options. Her mm. only options were either AA or NA, which I think is the same thing as AA, just for narcotics. Not, mm. Yeah, not for booze. 
So that might be another problem, too, that there's just not enough programs in smaller areas. So your only choice is AA or jail. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and that's actually the thing that Scandinavian countries do right, is they don't treat addiction as a, a punishable offense. It's an illness. It is something that you go to the doctors and you go to treatment for. You don't go to jail for it. That's crazy. How does that help? All it does is you lose your job. <laughs> How does that help in any instance no, other seriously. than murder? <laughs> Thanks for nothing, war on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, only, con- if only Bernie could get the nomination, then maybe we could have health care that could include this. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think he, he has, you know, he has done his part to swing Hillary onto that stage, at least. Yeah, she's definitely, he's definitely keeping her to the left of center at this point, which is a good thing. And um, I guess we, we have to touch on, since I, you know, brought it into politics, because that's all anybody talks about right now. Um, <laughs> we did find out right before we started recording that Ted Cruz has officially suspended his campaign. Right he's out. Completely out. So that leaves Trump just a paved road ahead, I guess. Right. All he has to take out his one cheesesteak eater and he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that guy's hungry all the time. <laughs> That's all I see uh, anymore. Well, I think the, the I think the newscasters at this point are, are um, just waiting for him to start eating because he looks like one of those people that once he starts, he's not stopping, regardless of how many questions you ask him. So it's yeah, it makes for good TV. Well, he should stop doing that. Yeah, he really should. <laughs> eat in private, son. <laughs> oh, and also, Indiana has been declared for the Democratic side that Bernie Sanders has won. Currently, the votes are at fifty-three to forty-six percentage. Wow, which is That's unfortunately awesome. not enough, but. But again, it it keeps the pressure on Hillary to stay to the left to center. Right. So that's good. Yeah, but how does that help? If she's just going to say shit and do shit later, what does it matter? You know? People remember. But I I agree in the sense that, yes, if she can keep Bernie supporters happy, that and maybe they'll vote for her because it looks like it's going to be her, that we won't have a President Trump, hopefully. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Really, really, that's what we're hoping for at this point. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only thing we're hoping for. I mean, I, I we were discussing this before as well. I'm I'm happy that Cruz dropped out because man, he. I mean, I don't agree that he was Lucifer in the flesh, but <laughs> I can't, no, maybe, he's not nearly charming enough to be Lucifer in the flesh. Mainly because I don't believe in Lucifer. Um, <laughs> but uh, man, he was awful. But Trump, I, you just never know what Trump's going to do. Yeah, he's right, such a if- such a wild card. And, and, you know, the worst part is, as I'm starting to, you know, definitely not agree, but, you know, almost get it. If I didn't have a child, like, there's a small part of me that thinks the nightmare roller coaster ride that would be President Trump, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm getting on. <laughs> this is going to be a story that will last the rest of my life. Like, I'll never get to see anything this Bad shit, crazy again in my life. We gotta gotta go for it. But I'm like, no, I gotta I gotta look out for my kid. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. It's definitely got a uh, a touch of watch the world burn going on. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I feel relieved or more trepidatious about it. I, I just, I, I, it's been too soon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still really in shock because I thought for sure they were going to go to a contested convention. No matter what, yeah. I, I, I mean, the the alliances that they were making, I just, <laughs> I, I thought that's where we were going. So I don't understand it at all. But well, I'm the shortest vice presidential candidate <laughs> in history. <laughs> yep, five days. That's it. <laughs> well deserved. Mm. She got to sing her creepy song though. So I hope she goes. 
it goes down in history books as being the person with the shortest lived vice presidential campaign. <laughs> Did you see? If for no other reason than we can watch her fall off the stage again. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the gif on Reddit today? The Cruz and her were holding hands and putting their hands above their heads and kind of a victory thing, and they were fighting over whose hand was on top. So they're doing this weird (laughs) hand dance. It was so bizarre. Of course they were. (laughs) It is so disturbing. I don't know what they were doing, but it it was a dominance thing. I'm like, oh. One of my friends just posted on Facebook, everybody keep a close eye out tonight. The Zodiac Killer may strike again. (laughs) (laughs) He was being Uh, way too closely watched. Yeah, Now people won't be watching him anymore. Okay. Karen, tell me about a lawsuit. A lawsuit. All right. So the ACLU has has filed a lawsuit against the largest Catholic hospital chain, Dignity Health which also happens to be the fifth largest healthcare system in the country. So, the fifth oh. Yeah, I know. Do those words just scare anyone else? Healthcare <laughs> system? Yeah. That <laughs> just that in and of itself, the fact that there is like these large corporate entities that control our healthcare. That anyway, maybe it's just mm-hmm. me. And, it, and it's and it's a Catholic hospital chain, so they make decisions about Things like tubal ligations and cesarean sections and any any number of reproductive re- reproductive care. So, right. yeah, the 41,000 members of the California Medical Association just filed a motion to join the ACLU in their lawsuit. So that's really good news. 41,000 yeah, doctors are on your side. <laughs> my my only hope without not without, you know, knowing more is that, you know, this is hopefully one of those cases where the fifth largest, mm-hmm. it's like a... Huge drop off after four. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like the fifth largest army in the world. You're like, oh my god, that sounds really impressive. And then you're like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> no, I don't think it. I think there are a lot of rural hospitals. A lot of places where there's only one hospital in the area. It's often uh-huh. Dignity Health, which means okay. that they control the reproductive rights of millions of people across the country. And they say things like uh, religious directives by Catholic bishops cate- categorizing sterilization as intrinsically evil. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Ian, your uh, your largest army in the world analogy is also not very good. Curses. <laughs> well, it depends on how you how you qualify it, I guess. But by active military members, the fifth largest is Russia. So it's not a huge drop off. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, and I and I thought well again I, and it was this was based on you know compared to our military or maybe it's just military spending yeah probably that I'm thinking of like mm. at, you know there's something that like ours is still larger than like two three and four combined I think two yes. two three four five and six combined I think but I think China it's, China actually has more soldiers I think but we spend way more because of aircraft right. carriers and fighters and such. Sure. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to yeah. completely derail. Way to go, Buzz Killington. Yeah, normally Craig does <laughs> that. Check facts, Ian. <laughs> so I guess this is all going to court on May 25th in San Francisco, so we'll follow along. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So since we're on Catholics already, mm. there is a story at, that uh, it's still – I mean, this is like the cruise thing. I'm still I'm still kind of in surprise. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a statue. I say obviously because I live in Pennsylvania and the whole Sandusky thing. I mean, he was just back in court again two days ago. So it's still, you know, fresh. Oh, really? For what? He's appealing. He's trying to get another trial. Jeez. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? uh, The argument is that his defense attorneys did not do enough while the trial was taking place. And he needs a new defense because they didn't do enough. 
he, this is all funded by he got his Penn State pension back. So he had more money. So he's got a new lawyer. So he's back in court again. I guess by law they had to do that, right? There was no no. There was no was there obviously no clause that they could take it away for what he had done. No, he had already been retired. So he, he you know, it no. was already done. It, it was against the law to take it away from him to, to begin with. So, so in any case, there is a statute of limitations on child sex abuse cases, and the article that I read, which is posted by the friendly atheist, is who would oppose eliminating the statute of limitations on child sex abuse cases? Well, the answer is the Catholic Church, obviously. <laughs> So this is uh, it's a really long response, but I'm going to hit some of the highlights. The uh, I believe his name is Bill Donahue posted a full page ad in the Albany Times explaining why or maybe arguing that the Catholic Church needs to be against the expansion of the statute of limitations on these things. And it's basically the entire argument is that this is completely focusing on the Catholics and not anybody else. If the lawmakers and activists behind this were sincere, they wouldn't devote an entire the entirety of this act to the Catholic Church. If they would have had addressed sexual abuse among Orthodox Jews and no one else, it would be labeled anti-Semitic. But since it's against the Catholic Church, they can get away with it. That's basically his How argument. is it against the Catholic... How is it against the Catholic Church? Are they claiming? Where does that say? They're claiming Catholic privilege. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, <laughs> and that's the thing. According to according to the article, a couple references that they make in here, there is nothing in it that specifically says against the Catholics. The only references oh, he he makes references about New York City public schools have a record number of complaints against staffers. And that that's more than the Catholic Church, so th- this shouldn't be against, you know, going against the Catholic Church. Except nowhere in any of the proposals does it specifically say anything about the Catholic Church. It specifically says child sex abuse in certain areas. Maybe since they kind of cornered the market on touching exactly. kids, he was yeah. kind of like, they must be talking about <laughs> so us. So since we're number two in touching little kids, you're obviously coming at us. I don't know how you can defend this in any way, shape, or form and not sound like a scumbag. It's like your best bet is just to keep your mouth shut because now you're just saying, well, hey, that's our bag, man. We got to stop this. I mean, it's all about the money. It's completely about the money. If the statute of limitations goes away, they would be on the hook for millions and millions of dollars. The thing is, though, is this retroactive or is this this just on future abuse? From what I've read, it's not that specific. Hmm. But he's making arguments that the people proposing this are not reasoned critics. They are professional victims activists who trot around the nation to promote their hate-filled agenda against the Catholic Church. That they are funded by church-suing lawyers. He says that is incontestable. Even worse, these these individuals, uh, they stereotype inviting the public to think that the church owns this problem and that no reforms have been made. Then he goes on to talk about how reforms have been made, and he even mentions the movie Spotlight and how it was focused on the Catholic Church, so obviously this is just something to try and take the church down. Those poor victims. It's so terrible. I was going to say that, yeah, he's definitely riding this this wave of uh, this this fantasy that Christians and Catholics are... Are being persecuted. Mm. Here no, in the, the United. most persecuted. Yeah. Not the just mo- being. 
the most persecuted. I understand we're talking about, you know, raping children, but let's not forget the Catholics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this guy, apparently his title is he is the president of the Catholic League for Religious and Civil Rights. How does someone else in that organization not walk up to that guy and be like, hey, come here for a second. (laughs) Come in close. (laughs) Dude, just let this one lie. All right. You're just going to make this worse. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Yeah. We raped a lot of children. We should probably <laughs> just speaking of the spotlights. Let's not put another one on us, please. <laughs> <laughs> and how, well, how could you make that argument? I mean, if you'd make the argument, well, the past is the past. We've you know cleaned it up. We can't afford to pay everybody millions of dollars. Um, can, can we make it reasonable? That argument at least is honest. Yeah. Or say like, okay, go. I agree. Pass this law, but can we be exempt? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we get all other kinds of exemptions. A good third of his argument is that, look, the New York City school system is worse. So he's he's like parading around that they are in second place of child <laughs> sexual abuse. In New York. <laughs> right. It, yeah, in the state. Uh, so bad. Is he I, suggesting I, that the – is he suggesting that, that you said it was the schools that are edging them out? The New York City school? The New York yes. City public schools, yes. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. are, is that so, confirmed or is that just his statement? Well, no. Is he is he saying that that under this this law that they're not that the schools are going to be exempt? Yeah, they won't be. It's they specific. won't be exempt. So, so right. then why would you even bring them up? Exactly. It kind of automatically counters his own argument. Well, well, he he's like, oh no, this is only targeting Catholics, except not at all. But look at this other organization that's slightly worse than we are. We are. We're turning. <laughs> we're, we we we're aware of that, and and they will get their comeuppance as well. Thank you. Give it up for number two. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was interesting that the the beginning of the article was about former Republican Speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert. And this is something I didn't realize until a couple days ago. So he received a 15-month jail sentence last week because he molested four boys decades ago when he was coaching wrestling, I think it was, something like that. But that's not what the jail sentence was for. He was put in jail for bank fraud because the statute of limitations had passed years ago uh, for these boys that he'd molested. It was about the, the bank shenanigans he did in order to pay them off. Yeah, I was going to say that seemed a little low for molesting kids. It wasn't for right. that. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I asked. Yeah. Hmm. So apparently in New York, you only have until the age of 23 to bring charges against your childhood abuser. If you don't do it by then, nothing. Absolutely nothing will happen. Yeah. So one of his major arguments is that the church obviously has more to lose than the school. So that's why you're singling us out, because <laughs> the lawyers want all of our money, the, the Catholic money. To uh, which the the uh, response should be, yes, we are singling you out, you fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we do want all of your money to, to give to these poor people who are suffering their entire lives because of the abuse that you heaped upon them. Yes. Yeah. You don't get a pass. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, amazing. Okay. Anything else? No, I'm all depressed now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take let's take it to a little bit of a lighter story. Yeah. Uh, maybe a lot. I don't know. Jared? No, no, no. Oh, geez, you're going to put this on me? I, didn't, I still didn't read this article. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> We've been stalling for you the whole time. I want to hear about 80s teen heartthrob and everybody's favorite. You guessed it, Kirk Cameron. Well, Kirk Cameron is back in the news. He uh, made a very, very controversial statement to... The Christian Post this week, my favorite newspaper, 
<laughs> he was taking a moment away from his love worth fighting for national tour on Christian marriage, to which Kirk states that wives are to honor and respect and follow their husband's lead, not tell their husband how he ought to be better or, or how to, oh, they wrote this wrong. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> how he ought to be a better husband. When each person gets their part right, ladies, are you listening? Uh-huh. Get your shit straight. <laughs> Regardless of how their spouse is treating them, Sophie's smacking you around. I deserve Play your it. part right. <laughs> there is hope for real change in the marriage. A lot of people don't know that marriage comes with instructions, and we find them right there in God's word. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this guy is definitely the best. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to make a Kirk Cameron biopic because I gotta know how this happened. <laughs> Uh, I'm still trying is... to get over his whole banana argument. I mean... Uh, you know, I was about to say, I'm like, keep in mind, this is coming from the guy with the banana argument. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the banana argument? I don't remember this. Oh, well, it's great. <laughs> Ray, go ahead. <laughs> the, the banana argument is, look at the banana. And who... I forget the guy that, that does this with them. They made a video of it, and they have a banana. And they're looking at it, and they're like, look at the banana. Look how easily it fits in our hand. Look how easy it is to, to peel... Obviously, God made this banana as food for us <laughs> just because, you know, of how it easily fits into our hand and it's made for us to eat. But so obviously intelligent design exists. But right. Because of the banana. But the, and the, the, I, 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 go ahead. The, the bananas we see in the supermarket today, the ones that right. are that are the ones that are a uh, result of genetic manipulation. Well, not a genetic manipulation, but at least cross breeding and careful selection. Well, they're absolutely GMOs. The, the, yeah. The, those bananas. Oh, yeah. A real banana is like riddled with seeds, right? Yeah. And, right. Uh, and they're short and stubby. Yeah. And rarely More yellow. importantly, someone should have just thrown a fucking pineapple at his head when he was doing the fucking <laughs> argument. Be like, yeah, now, now fucking grab that and put it in your hand. <laughs> well, not just that, but the, the whole argument, I like any argument of, well, look at, you know, the sunset is so beautiful, obviously, God. Mm. That whole argument, I, I forget who came up with this, but the idea that imagine that there's a puddle in a pothole and this puddle is become sentient and starts looking around and goes, holy crap. Look at this pothole. I fit perfectly in this pothole. This pothole was made exactly for me. That's <laughs> nice. what those arguments sound like. They use a lot of uh, things, too, with with eyeballs. Him and that guy. I, f- I wish I knew that guy's name that he's always running around with. That eyeballs. The eyes too complex to have just happened. Oh, that one. And th- I know. it's. <laughs> I know, just do any studying and you can figure out shit like this. Mm-hmm. And then there's something about too about cars and how a car is designed to do this, and you can look through the window, and it was clearly designed just like the eye, and it's oh god, these guys are fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this. Women should learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. Oh, well, yeah, isn't that that's in Timothy? That's in Timothy. That's- yeah, straight out of the Bible. Freaking Stone Age. Yeah. Well, back then it made sense. We were highly misogynistic society. We, I mean, it, the text makes sense if you read it from somebody who lived in that age. To to take it as scripture or in gospel is the problem. That's well, I'll be honest with you. You, I mean, you don't even have to go that far back. I I've been talking well, no. about on my other show about watching this '60s and '70s uh, documentary on Netflix. And there's a whole section in the 70s on, or maybe it was the 60s, I don't know, about women's rights. Mm. And that was 50 years ago. And I was shocked at how many people 
men and women were coming out in the news and in public and stating on video. I mean, it's there. I saw. Um, God damn it! Who's that? Who is that actor in Shane and and uh, Jack Palance? Jack Palance. Mm-hmm. Literally, just be like, say things like, "Women are fucking stupid." They don't know what they're talking about, and they should just listen to their husbands and stay in the kitchen. I mean, right outright, people <laughs> say this. And I'm like, I'm like, man, that was a crazy time. I'm like, holy shit, that was 10 years before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, uh, so we got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, things have come a long way. We still have equality to be had. Well, like things like the Equal Rights Amendment. The Equal Rights Amendment is still not ratified in the United States. Because not all states have passed it. Yeah. So it's still not a law. It, we still make, you know, 70% of salary and people make excuses. Oh, it's because women have, you know, have children and leave the workforce for a while. No, it's because we're stuck in dead end jobs doing things that pay less. So no. I, I've said this before. I'm like, I don't know how that is not a no brainer. Yeah. I, how do you fight that? Like, how does someone just go, well, women should get paid more? And then someone goes like, well, I have an argument for that. <laughs> <laughs> What? And guess what? I got a penis. Shock. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's crazy. You say it wasn't, you know, it's not that long ago that, that you, we can find examples. But I'm just kind of curious. What what if we had grown out of the Christian religion earlier, a couple hundred years ago? How much more progress would we have made just in this area mm-hmm. if it weren't for the continued belief in that scripture? Well, and we'd probably be where we should be. Yeah. And At least close you would have twice the number of scientists, maybe not twice nowadays, but coming up for the, up until you know twenty years ago, you would have had twice the number of people doing the really high end stuff. So yeah, we would have been a lot further along. Oh, I've often thought that if what would this planet be like if no religion ever existed at any time? Mm-hmm. You know, but human beings existed. Like, how far advanced would we be? Would it be like fucking Tomorrowland? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or would it be like Star Trek? Or all out. You know, like how- or does religion give some people morality and it keeps the peace? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to figure out. Yeah. We, you know, could, could, we, could we have come to that on our own or would it have just been all out war all the time and just complete anarchy? I don't know. That's a hard question to, to think about. And I wasn't prepared for that question, so I have no answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly do think that we would have come around. I mean, morality is innate in all of us. Like, we understand, we can quickly comprehend without any religious doctrine that killing someone, ending a life, is morally wrong. And I think we can do that. It doesn't take murder to reach the, that level of comprehension. You can, you can see, if I take, you know, if I take the banana away from the kid, kid cries. Oh, I apparently just hurt the kid. I mean, there's a logical mm-hmm. process here uh, of, to establish morality. Even uh, in primates, they saw that thing on television the other day. They had capuchin monkeys, and they were having them do a task. You know, give you give them a rock, they give you back the rock. And every time they did it properly, they got a reward. The one got a cucumber, and he was perfectly happy with his cucumber. But then the other one got a got a grape, and the one that got a cucumber went, "Hey, wait yeah. a second. <laughs> I saw that video. That's great. And so, but I guess it's right. Oh, so, I'm sorry, guys. So, even you know, capuchin monkeys have a, have a a concept of fairness. They know what fair is, and fairness kind of is is the balancing thing that makes civilization work. Yeah, it's not like groups of animals are slaughtering each other yeah. constantly. You know, I mean, there's obviously murder in amongst the animal kingdom amongst the same species, but it's not rampant. So you're right. I guess I'm right. I guess I'm with Ray on this one. We'd be all right. We figure it out. Yeah, I think so. 
and we'd have spaceships and shit right now and be flying around jetpacks, in my opinion. <laughs> I want my jetpack. I was promised a jetpack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, do we have anything else? Um, the only other thing we've got is the Atlas of Creation, which right. is a fabulous oh, we book. We do have the Atlas of Creation. Uh, it's not in front of me, so I completely forgot about it. However, let's tell you about the Atlas of Creation. So we have a friend that works. We can say where he works, right? I think so. Yeah. So we have a friend that works at WPSU, public TV station for uh, Penn State. Central Pennsylvania. Right. So when he started working there, he saw this huge atlas, this enormous book laying in a public space in a public like little lounge area in the building and looked at it and didn't really think much about it. But then later went back and was like, all right, what is this? Because this book is enormous. So he brought this book to us so that we could see after he leafed through it and saw what it actually was. It's called the Atlas of Creation, and it is just a completely gorgeous book. High gloss images of anything you can imagine. Um, animals, their fossils that have been found. I mean, it really great images of natural history. But the problem is every page. Yes. Yeah. I will read some if you like. Yeah. Yeah. In a minute. Every <laughs> single page has the descriptions of the images stating that this is why evolution isn't true. On every single page, if you'd like to, to give an example. So the brittle star that have remained unchanged for hundreds of millions of years tell us that evolution is a lie, as an example. Fossil bats millions of, year, mil, millions of years old refute the claim that living things underwent evolution. Fossils like this reveal that God created living things. Keep in mind, I'm just picking random pages here. This is <laughs> every single page of a book that is... 795 pages long. And it is... Damn. It's what? Like a foot and a half by two feet? It's 20 pounds it, of... In size. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I mean, the, the pictures in it are, are beautiful. But yeah, proving that the birds didn't evolve, this once again dooms the evolutionists to defeat. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it's written by some guy named Harun Yaya, which has got to be an acronym for something. That's a pen name if I ever heard one. <laughs> Curiously, it is. He's going. He's from uh, Ankara, which is Hungary, Istanbul. I don't remember somewhere. I don't remember exactly where Ankara is. But yeah, he, he it's it's an amazing book, worth leafing through because it is beautiful. But wow, Turkey Dragons. capital apparently. Dragons. <laughs> dragons. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell your story about dragons. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> I forgot that we weren't recording with him today. Yeah, I once uh, was there. There was a Netflix documentary or something. Might have been on YouTube about dragons and i thought oh this is awesome it's gonna be like a dragon lore thing throughout history and blah 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 and i love all that stuff and i'm watching this and within the first five minutes i just got this feeling that there was something off about the way they were talking about this and it turns out that since dragon lore seems to run across every country and every area of the planet this proves that the Earth is only 6,000 years old and that man and dinosaurs actually live together because they're getting the dragon lore from the fossils of dinosaurs, or from actual dinosaurs, I'm sorry, not the fossils. Not the fossils. <laughs> yeah, so they made that leap, and then there was another 55 minutes on why that was true. And I was <laughs> like, I never I never made it through the rest of it. <laughs> I, mean, I was so disheartened at that point. Yeah, I mean, why not make the leap that, um, you know, ancient man discovered the fossils and thought, ooh, dragons. Glad they're not still around. 
<laughs> That's always been my theory, but <laughs> apparently I was wrong. People were riding on dinosaurs with saddles. <laughs> Craziness. And at some point, added wings to them. I don't know where they, they came up. I didn't, like I said, I only got five minutes into it. <laughs> five minutes in, got mad, turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Watch Dragonheart instead. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good documentary. <laughs> which I don't even remember which movie that is, to be honest. Is that the Sean Connery one? That is the Sean Connery okay. one. It's an awful movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I feel like I didn't see much of it. What's the one with uh, Batman and Matthew McConaughey fight? Oh, dragons? Reign of Fire. That's even worse. In that way, that movie's gold. <laughs> oh, that movie's horrible. It needed more of the one thing it should promise: dragons. <laughs> Is that a good place to end it? <laughs> or you got more? No, no. The only other thing that I was going to mention was just a real quick thing. I wanted to say congratulations to Jamie Raskin in Maryland. He won the primary election in Maryland. He is an open humanist. So he is one of a rare breed, a politician who is a declared non-believer. And apparently he, and he won. And he won. He won the uh, he won the nomination. Wow. So wow. Which what what is he a senator or congressman? Congressman. Uh, congressman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he At planned, the state level. I think federal. He he yeah he's currently running for federal. Yeah, U.S. Congress. Oh, wow. Awesome. Um, Wow, that is crazy. So apparently he got a lot of support due to his... He he led fights to recognize same-sex marriage, repeal the death penalty, ban the shackling of pregnant prisoners in labor. Oh, jeez. Which, wow, that's a thing? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Who knew? and, uh, And legalizing medical marijuana. So uh, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Congratulations to him. And hopefully we see a little bit more of that. There is a humanist pack that I will try and put a link up for if you would like to support. They specifically look for people who are non-believers, humanist free thinkers, and try to support their political campaigns. So if you have the free money, they would be a good place to uh, to put it. I'll put a link up. Anyway, that's all I have for this week. Anyone have anything else? I got nothing. I'm satisfied. <laughs> okay. Karen? Nope, I'm good. Okay. If anybody has any comments, questions, or things you would like us to discuss, please leave something on our commentary on the website, profaneargument.com. And I would also like to encourage everyone to check out the soon-to-be-named network at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can get a, a sampling of other shows on the network such as the Prodigal Sons podcast with Ian and Jared. Also along with them, Brian and Adam, they discuss a various sundry of items. Uh, what, what did you say? Everything, it's about everything and nothing? Everything and nothing is the best way to sum it up. <laughs> the, uh, the Prime Defective also starring Jared with Brian. They talk about Star Trek The Next Generation. It's a companion show for the uh, television show. It's, uh, I, I've actually been listening to them. They're really interesting. I am a bit of a tracker, I guess. I like Star Trek, so I enjoy them. You are our first comment, I believe. Right? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. You might be our only listener, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to listen to a show about Marvel Puzzle Quest, you can catch the Puzzle Warriors 3, where Ian, Craig, and myself talk pretty much solely about that game uh we are planning on well we're trying to get one of the developers of the game on and that'll be a big show for us uh also on the network you can listen to podviscacy eventually i will be able to say that word correctly with jason and david where they discuss recent pop culture events 
like TV shows, movies. I'm sure the Civil War movie is going to be high on their list. And also, you can listen to the Longbox Heroes with Leonard and Todd, where they talk about everything in comic books. And finally, last but not least, a live YouTube show called The Fresher and Parlance Show with Fresher and Parlance. Basically, there's a show for, uh, well, just about everybody. So if you're interested in listening to a podcast, soon to be named Network, I'm sure you can find something. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Ian here. All right. Thank you, everyone. It's got to be different. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Good night, and may your God go with you. Okay, enough. You've had your fun, but come on, there has got to be someone. Has he yet become so numb and succumb and God? I am so tired of pretending, wishing I was ending, when all I'm really doing is trying to hide, and keeping it safe.